The Morning Show with Anthony. John Slattery. Hi, Anthony. How are you, man? Cheech Marin. Thank you very much. Thank you. Don't no, really sit down. <laughs> Greg Allman. Anthony, how you do? Colin Quinn. What's going on, Anthony? Suzanne Vega just admitted to us that she has songs stuck in her head she hasn't even written yet. That floors me. <laughs> well, you'll have to buy the next album to hear what I was listening to. <laughs> Take me through Eric Clapton calling you Derek Trucks asking you to go on tour. I get a call from a number that I don't recognize, so decline. <laughs> go to voicemail. <laughs> and I, I remember when I checked it, it was uh, a call from Eric, and it, was, it took me a few days to get an international plan put on my cell phone so I could call him back. <laughs> Adam Duritz of the County Crows, thanks for being on with us, man. Thanks, man. Sorry, I, I'm not going on and on. Talk a little too much. Dude, I could well, I could do this for the next four hours. I could listen to you talk about this <laughs> stuff. I think it's great. Thank you. See who turns up next. Interviews, new music, great giveaways. The Morning Show with Anthony. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Progressive Radio 92.9 and 96.9 EHM. Stay up to date with Anthony on Twitter. At Anthony WEHM. That's at Anthony WEHM. We got Jay Moore? I know we don't have a lot of time. All right, let's bring him up. Jay Moore, uh, stand-up comic. Former host of Last Comic Standing, Saturday Night Live. Where the hell else has he been? I mean, just about everywhere. He's got a podcast that reaches over 200,000 people. Ridiculous. Uh, A couple of books under his belt. He'll be at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center this Sunday. Uh, tickets are available. Not a lot left, by the way. Just a few. Just a few. And every seat in the house is great. So check it out at whbpac.org. We'll bring him in. Jay Moore. Good morning. My man. What's How happening? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Doing really good. I'm, I'm fired up. I, my my uh, East Coast swing is here. Once a year, I come out to the East Coast. I'm excited. Yeah, well, Governors and West Hampton, you got a whole little run going on. Yeah, West Hampton is the big one. That's the one I really hope fills up. That's a big room. So, uh, you know, you know, people ask you when you do stand-up comedy, they go, hey, how often do you come to West Hampton? It's like, you know what? I'll know Sunday night. Because if it's full, <laughs> I'll come once a year. If it's half full, it was a one-off. Nice knowing you. So help me out, West Hampton. Let's do it. <laughs> Before we talk about West Hampton, can we talk about Real Housewives in New Jersey, me and you? I love Real Housewives in New Jersey. I like how uh, Teresa has the same hairline as Tim Duncan. I like uh, <laughs> I like uh, Caroline Manzo. She seems to be the only one that uh, really has a good head on her shoulder. She gives good advice. and uh, I, I love the show. I'm fired up about it. I consider myself to be a man of integrity. I don't watch the reality shows all that often. You know, I tend to like... Well, why'd you set me up for the show? Well... You set me up for... <laughs> hey, Jay, how do you feel about something I don't like? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. The one friggin' reality show I like is that damn Real Housewives of Jersey. Oh, okay, good. And my... Made me nervous too. Yeah, no, and my fiance, she makes me watch all the other stuff. She's Bravo. She's into Bravo all the way, and I, I'll tolerate it with her, but that Real Housewives of Jersey, that's good stuff. Uh, Beverly Hills is really good too. The, the Beverly Hills is good. I like them all, but I like Jersey and Beverly Hills the most. I like all the reality shows. I like Bravo. I like Watch What Happens Live. I like, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I love Intervention. I love. I love that show Intervention and Hoarders. They play those back to back. That's like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. That, that's just good for you. <laughs> 
Uh, Jay Moore is with us here. Uh, Sunday, June 9th, West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center. Uh, I got, man, we got a ton of stuff to. I was I was gonna do show. I was gonna do prep for this interview. And then I realized I'm actually a fan, so I don't have to. Nice. What do we want to talk about? You know what? When I had Ed Burns in here uh, not that long ago, he talked. Let's talk about the groomsmen. Um, I had Ed Burns in here, and he was uh, singing your praises up and down for that uh, that film. How was that film for you to work on? I loved working on it. I got to play a really fun character, Cousin Mike, and basically I was just imitating a kid that I had grown up with named James Barone. So <clears throat> I was just, that whole character was just based on a guy I grew up with in New Jersey. So it, it was easy to slide into that guy, and uh, it was a lot of fun to do. And Eddie wrote really, really fun dialogue for my guy. He had a really good heart. He found out that his best friend was gay, and he didn't care, and he was just super confused. And I think one of the lines was, you didn't talk to me for six years because you're a gay. He, he didn't understand. Like, you know, he was, uh, Cousin Mike was a guy that just loves everybody, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was really fun to do. And plus, you shot in all five boroughs in 25 days. And I'd never seen a lot of those places. Like, I'd never been to City Island in the Bronx and, you know, parts of Queens. I, I was really impressed. Ed Burns, if you got something you need done in Manhattan, forget the police. To get the mayor's <laughs> office, tell Ed Burns, he will get it done for you. And he's also the first guy to put an S at the end of my name. He was the first guy to call me Jay Morse. <laughs> Is that where that comes from? It was Ed Burns, and then oddly, Christopher Walken and Tracy Morgan followed him up uh, separate towns and separate times. Christopher Walken will go, yeah, Jay Morse, how are you? And then Tracy Morgan, of course. Yeah, you legendary Jay Morse. Tracy. Jay Moore's coming out to West Hampton to get everybody pregnant. <laughs> Tracy's playing West Hampton a, a couple of weeks after you, too. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's um, Tracy's one of a kind. It's uh, I, I don't know what the stand-up's like. Uh, I think it's... I, I love stand-up comedy, I guess. What I, I love Tracy. What I think you should do is uh, Tracy's entire act in his voice when you come to West Hampton, and then just and then just send him the videotape and be like, "There's no reason for you to come now. I, I did your whole gig." <laughs> now that wouldn't be funny to him. It, actually, that's kind of cruel. But me and my audience would really laugh at it. I think. Yeah, if, if I have, uh, you know, I've, I've been asked to do my podcast as Tracy the whole time, and I've been asked to do it as Norm McDonald the whole time. I'm like, I, I don't think people realize. It's kind of hard to do an impression. To do it for an hour is, uh, that'd be really hard. And Tracy is super loud to do. I probably could, because when I do it around the house, I wind up doing it all day. I get stuck in it. <laughs> the, uh, the podcast is doing really well. Tell me how that happened. Um, I wanted to do a podcast because people kept asking me to be on their podcasts. And uh, Kevin Smith, Jersey guy, got me started out right. I basically signed to, I guess, uh, to his record label. I guess you can call it his label, Smodcast. And then I started doing a podcast under a certificate umbrella. And then I broke off and just started my own company, Fake Mustache back then. And uh, it's myself, Jim Jeffries, has a podcast. It's me, it's uh, a podcast called The Crab Feast, Brad Williams at Adam Rave. Caroline Manzo from Real Housing of New Jersey has a podcast. And then, uh, it's fun. You just sit there in your garage and you talk to your friends and, uh, you, you know, you read a couple of commercials and you, you, you cover, uh, you know, you cover a little bit of your expenses, you break even and you're happy, but 
And then at the end of the day, you realize, man, that's not the interview. Baby, you're at Bootsy Collins and Beth McKagan from Guns N' Roses. This is incredible. This is a fun gig. Yeah, because, I mean, it's great. guys like coming on it, too, because it's not corporate, and they can really, they can swear, and they can, you know, just be themselves. It's like being on The Tonight Show, but you have to put on makeup, and it's, it's for just my audience. So anybody that comes on, we're really chopping up and have a good time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's easier that way. I mean, in the world today of, you know, Clear Channel and Live Nation and all this and that, you can't, people don't go on a, each other's show anymore. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, sometimes you should get like a comic show up with a publicist and you go, well, okay, there's one we've lost. I, I won't name names, but there was a comic that showed up and they, their publicist sat next to them. And I'm like, this is my garage. You really want your publicist to my garage? What did you think was going to happen here? <laughs> Uh, but I'm surprised you went on Car uh, Carton and uh, uh, Boomer and Carton because isn't aren't, you have the Fox show? Isn't that a Fox thing and a CBS thing? They let you do that. Yeah, but when I got my radio show, I, I told the bosses. I said, "Look, I got a lot of friends that do radio. We can't have like a late night war Letterman versus Leno thing. Like these are my friends, and I got to go visit them, and I got stand up shows to promote. So if that's going to be an issue, uh, it's not going to work." And Fox Sports Radio has been really awesome. They let me up to do my stand-up comedy gigs. I do the uh, radio show on remote, doing it from Manhattan today. And then, uh, you know, I've done it from Denver. I've done it from Vegas. I do it from all over the country. I got one coming up in Honolulu for crying out loud. So they've been really good letting me out. And, uh, you know, guys like Boom Boomer and I have been friends for well over a decade. And Craig and I were friends the moment we met. And, uh you know, you can't let a corporation get in the way of something that's been outstanding. Like, these guys, like, Boomer, like, these are good guys. I mean, I, I did a show at the Beacon Theater for them last year, and Colin Quinn and Artie Lang, and, I mean, they raised, what, $90,000 for Hurricane Sandy Relief? And that was, that was all, like, they just thought of it on the air, and it came together in about four days. Like, these are really good guys. You, you don't want to be a corporation telling people not to talk to the good guys. Yeah, we're we're an independent radio outfit out here on Long Island, and I was... Uh, I, I, they actually told me not to talk to you. <laughs> They're like, don't do that independent Long Island station, man. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> they, You know what? My boss has tried to block uh, me from having Brewer on once because he has the serious show. And Brewer's like Mr. Long Island. He can run for president of Long Island. Dude, he's hilarious. And yeah, he's a local he, guy. I realized Jim Brewer... I really thought about this long and hard. I was listening to his XM show one night. I was driving to a gig. And I realized, in my life, Jim Brewer, in my life, Jim Brewer has made me laugh the longest, the hardest, the loudest, and over the most different amount of things. Nobody's even close. Really? That includes George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Patrice O'Neill. Jim Brewer, every time he opens his mouth to tell a story, I'm gone. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's a Northeast thing. You know, I was talking with Southside, Southside Johnny about this. There's something about us Northeasterners, Jersey, Long Island, even Boston to a certain degree. We got an attitude. We got a swagger. What do you think about that? I think it's true. And I think it's because we live, when we grow up, everybody's on top of each other. And we all live so close together. So you're always shoulder to shoulder with somebody and tell somebody to back away, get away or get the heck away from me and you can play the dozens, you sit on the scoop and you make fun of each other. That's you go out to California and start making fun of people when you realize the rest of the country doesn't operate that way. 
<laughs> and you go out to LA, you, start, you, you walk into a restaurant and go, hey, look at these losers. Everybody just thinks you're a jerk. <laughs> or, you know, when you're in Manhattan and you go up to Brewer and Jim Norton and Opie and you go, look at these losers. They just look up and say hi. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think I love the, I love the Real Housewives of New Jersey because there's that there's no better hatred, I mean, than family hating family. You know, when you got that closeness, <laughs> like that's the best hatred. It's true. You know? It is true. Real Housewives of Long Island, where should that take place? Ron Conkoma? Patchogue? Please. You know what's funny about Long Island? We'll, we're there are towns that are 15, 20 minutes away from each other, and people in the towns go, oh, I'm not driving over there. That's insane. That's crazy. They're like, I got to see. like LA. When you, I'm on the west side of LA. I'm kind of by the ocean. And people were like, hey, you coming to the uh, Lakers game tonight? I'm like, what is that, about 15 miles? I'm not going to the Lakers game. That's great. Can the Lakers play here? Can they come over? <laughs> I, I'm not going to the Valley. I got to go over a hill. I'm not going to like, Bring the Valley over here. You know who I blame for that is CVS because they put a damn CVS two minutes away from everybody. Nobody wants to travel anywhere anymore. It's true. Customer value service. <laughs> Jay Moore is on with us here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about your book. I love your book, uh, Gasping for Air. Your all your time on your tumultuous time on uh, Saturday Night Live. One of the best books I've ever read, dude. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it was it was fun to write. It was good to go in my memory banks and just pull out uh, all those memories and remembering what color the carpet was and what Chris Farley was wearing. It was it was probably the hardest I've ever concentrated in my life for the longest amount of time was writing that. Do you think that, um, I remember you said this one time, because I've heard your podcast a bunch because it's outstanding. Uh, I think you said one time that no matter where you go, you still get that credit to you, the SNL thing. Yeah. If it, I go on the Tonight Show, it's in my introduction. My, my next guest is a former cast member of Saturday Night Live. No matter what you do in your life, when you're on Saturday Night Live, that's, that's the light they hold you up to. It's like being governor. No matter where you go, you can become the CEO of General Electric, and they're going to go, former governor of South Carolina? And, uh, you know, and then they'll say something else. It's just, it's one of those weird things. And thank God, it's great. It's one of the only shows that happens. I guess it's like being in sports too, you know, if you played for the Yankees for 10 years, that you go on a radio show, they would say former Yankee, you know, such and such. Right. Now, let me ask you a question, because um, the, the book goes into all these things. Do you think today, like if you went back on SNL today, do you think... I would think dominate. You would, right? I would dominate, yeah. Because my wife and I write together. She writes a lot for me, and uh, she's super funny. And if I went back to SNL with my wife as my writing partner, I'd be, I would never leave. I'd be like 106 years old. I'd be on the cast. <laughs> You'd have that Fred Armisen run going on, that Daryl Hammond yeah, run? Yeah, get a front row seat to the best bands in the country. <laughs> Tell when me I was on Saturday Night Live, it was like Nirvana was on, Smashing Pumpkins. Bonnie Raitt, Eric Clapton. I was there. The best two years of music there ever was when I was on. What was the best music act you saw? Oh, Nirvana. It was crazy. I was just, you know, during rehearsal, there's only 14 people in the room and they're screaming. And you realize they don't know how to do it any other way. There's, you know, I'm a comic. I don't know what a sound check is. <laughs> during sound check, they're screaming their eyes out. Wow. Do you realize at the time, like, holy crap, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. that? You do. So, yeah, Aerosmith doing Sweet Emotion when Joe Perry started playing the airbox on his guitar, the hair on my neck when I stood up and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening in front of me. That's crazy, man. That's so cool. I got to uh, I got to see, I don't know if you're a music guy. Do you know Ray LaMontagne? You're into Ray LaMontagne? Oh, he's great. Great songwriter. 
Dude, Jones Beach, uh, I was there for, I was doing a live broadcast for Ray LaMontagne. He goes on for sound check. I look around, it's me, Ray LaMontagne, and like 14,000 seats and a couple of roadies in the back. I was like, holy crap, this guy's doing a show right now just for me. It was amazing. <laughs> and that's my Ray LaMontagne story. <laughs> I love it. No, it's, I don't know how those guys do it. And then they go and they take, I guess they just go get a cup of coffee. They come out and they do it again. It's amazing. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Your Rufus Wainwright bit, too, that you do is hilarious. I clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. Ring, ring, ring goes the bell. My uh, 10-year-old son likes Rufus Wainwright. Maybe a little uh, too much. <laughs> but I like Rufus Wainwright a little too much. So I, we'd have to probably fight for the guy. I love Rufus Wainwright. He writes about Montauk, for crying out loud. What's up to like? Huh? He's on I'm on the radio, ladies. <laughs> Sorry, people are trying to cut into our time together. That's all right. They can't break us apart, Jay Moore. No, only time, only the clock. I got to go do my regular show, sweetheart. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Give me your uh, give me your band before you go. Who's your uh, Who's the act? Who's the all time number one on the iPod? Who are you rocking all the time? Well, the greatest of all time is the Beatles, Abbey Road. I mean, but that's not on the shuffle, though, as much. My shuffle iPod that I listen to the most would probably be James Addiction. Really? Oh, yeah. So you're going with Sergio. That's where you're at. Yeah, I'm coming down the mountain because I am ocean size. No one pulls you from your hole like a tooth aching a jawbone. I wish I was as deep as the ocean, Mother Ocean. Yeah. Jay Moore, always funny, man. It was a pleasure uh, hanging with you. Thanks so much for giving us some time. Yeah, come on out to the show. Say hi, man. Let's shake hands. Let's do it. Absolutely. I would love it. Yeah, and we'll take our shirts off, okay? Oh, now we're talking. Jay Moore, thank you so much. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs> see you, buddy.